quite a historic, notable building uh, known the world over to go up in flames. Uh, but we'll keep you updated uh, with that story. Notre Dame Cathedral, if you don't know, in uh, in Paris, um, up in flames. Uh, it looks like uh, most of the building has been gutted. And as Annette uh, Young from France 24 says, it's going to be some time before firefighters get that gets that fire under control because of the intense heat uh, that has uh, been uh, generated by that fire. But we'll maybe uh, pop in to uh, some of the coverage on some of the international networks about what exactly is happening at the moment there in Paris. You're with Cape Talk. This is Lester Kibbett. Tonight. Walden in Rosebank says nearly 1,000 years old. Quite tragic. And I do agree there with Walden. But it's that time of the week. Uh, my favorite part of the week. It's time for the beautiful news feature here on tonight with Lester. We feature five stories from inspirational people doing extraordinary things. And we play some sound of these stories uh, that they tell themselves. And then we get you to decide on who is then featured on the beautiful news interview on Wednesday night. But now it's time for beautiful news. Cape Talk. Some beautiful news. Time for our first story. If anyone can turn plastic milk bottles into intricate lampshades, it's Heath Nash. He made a name for himself on the design scene with his ability to transform waste into objects of beauty. But as his craft gained recognition, Nash realized that it was the inclusion of local artisans. For decades, South Africans have upcycled trash to use in their everyday lives. Now the ingenuity returns to the forefront of the art world. In Cape Town, there's very few places for people from different racial groups to hang out. The people who live in township spaces are design geniuses. They live in really difficult conditions and have successful lives. This is not celebrated, and I think it's exciting to allow people to see themselves in that way. My name is Heath Nash. I'm a Cape Townian designer. I started our workshop, which is a Lunger-based design space. If people don't have access to understanding that they're creative, there's no chance they can work in that field later. One of the huge immediate barriers to entry for young black creatives is access to the internet. So just simple tools like Facebook and Instagram, how powerful they are for business. Because we're working together and everyone's exchanging skills, there's a great deal of growth happening. The our workshop helped me a lot because now I'm selling my products to other countries out of South Africa. We're working together to figure out how you sustain a space that is free and open to everyone in the community. Obakeng Molope captures things you can't see. The photographer's technical skills are masterful to no end. But when the artist listens to his inner voice, he goes beyond aesthetics and exposes the crevices of his mind. In his series, Fairy, mental health is the main subject. To erase the prejudice against depression, he's bringing its normality into focus. Having struggled with depression for over three years, now I've come to realize that depression is like any other chronic illness. My name is Sobakia Malepe. I have learned to use photography as a communicative tool to express my thoughts and perception of life as it stands. We live in a society of spectacle where everything is shaped by appearance or images. And I want people to question all these images and ideologies that are carried out by this facade, like social media. 
my art has become the voice that I use to speak out. I rely heavily on my instincts to guide the conversation I create. I do not overthink the process. My message for anyone who's struggling out there with depression would be reflect on your mistakes and be honest with yourself, even if it hurts. Doctors gave up on Reynard Smith the day he was born. Um, he had hydrocephalus, or excess water, on his brain. The verdict? Smith would only live for five months. But physicians had underestimated his fighting spirit. Today he is 25 years old, a successful commit, a musician and a committed teacher. And growing up, uh, Reynard observed his father's band practices and the sounds echoing through their house. And at the age of seven, the curious child picked up his first guitar. Having never learned to read music, Reynard taught himself to play the guitar, piano and banjos simply by listening. He acquired his skills on the saxophone from his father, continuing a family legacy after he passed away. <laughs> 25 years ago, I was born with water on my brain. I was given five months to live. There were uh, many challenges that I had to overcome, but music has always been there for me. My deceased father inspired me to play the instruments. From all the instruments that I play is the keyboard, and the saxophone I love the most. I have a music school now where I started at 2012. Music calms me down and it makes me feel much better. Music can definitely change people's lives. I finally found my happy place. A woodcut Robin Island sits atop a glassy table surface, enveloped by gleaming blue swirls of resin. It's an unusual celebration of one of our country's most iconic locations, and the isolation of the island's geography and previous prisoners is what furniture designer Ollie DeWitt wanted to portray when he created this piece. We cannot celebrate the future without acknowledging the past. My name is Oli DeWitt. I'm an artist and a furniture designer. Furniture just created a scape where I could work in a three-dimensional space. And I wanted to portray something that was very special to our country. We created the Robben Island coffee table. It commemorates Nelson Mandela's incarceration on the island. The coffee table is limited to only 18 pieces. Each table represents a year that Nelson Mandela was imprisoned on the island. It took two and a half years of research a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into it and it was just persevering that got me to the end result. It's just so nice to portray the beauty of Robben Island in a medium such as furniture. Our country's past may have been very difficult but our country's future is looking very bright. Ever press pause during a movie to catch a frame of cinematic beauty? Well, the frozen still isn't a singular image detached from the film, but rather a snapshot of a larger story. Amy Braff's photography dissects these very moments. By shooting through the lens of the female gaze, she's weaving new, nuanced narratives. It's no newsflash that women need re-representing. 
and I'm one of the voices adding to the conversation. I'm Amy Graf, and I use my camera to reframe the female form. So much of what we see of women in the media is objectification and simplification. I was tired of seeing women painted as vapid objects, as though there was nothing to them beyond the visible. By using photography, I found a tool for offering a more complex representation of women. My photos of women are soft, not because women are soft, but because we need to soften the gaze that we cast upon them. Our complexity lies just as much beneath the surface as it does above it. And my photos aim to acknowledge that. When people look at my photos, I want them to see beyond our form, to picture our hearts and to picture our minds. And there you have it, our five beautiful news stories for the week. And you know what to do. It's your turn now. Call in WhatsApp or send us an SMS. What's your favorite? You get to have a say on who is featured on the beautiful news interview on Wednesday night. You get to decide. Your text messages for Lester to 31. But coming up after Eyewitness News at 10 o'clock, it is Late Night with Aubrey Masangu. Aubrey, how are you doing this evening? I'm well, thanks, Lester. You well, man? I'm coping, yes. Uh, What can (laughs) I enjoy in the 15 minutes uh, drive home I have tonight listening to you? So we'll open up the lines in that first hour of the show, and uh, I suppose in the first 15 minutes you'll get a sense of what South Africans are thinking about and as far as current affairs is concerned. So it's an open line. People will talk to us about whatever is on their minds. But in that same hour, Candice Sehoma uh, of Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières. I love saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I can never get it right. Never, ever get it right. Uh, Is going to be talking about fair pricing for medicines mm-hmm. yeah um there is going to be a fair pricing forum that will take place uh, in Johannesburg from the 11th to the 13th of April and it is going to be uh looking at all of the ethical and commercial issues that uh, that surround pricing of medicine specifically and then of course after the 11 o'clock news Calvin Matlow an advisor at the Frontline Africa Advisory is going to be talking about an article that he wrote very recently uh, titled Loyalty to Factions versus the State a blurring of lines and he'll be talking about uh, issues around cater deployment issues around uh, not really understanding the difference between the party and the state uh, a, a conversation that's been taking place for a long time in our country and then of course in the final hour We'll open up the lines and philosophize. My 15-minute drive home always in uh, in entertainment and information. Thank you very much, Aubrey Masangu, coming to you after Eyewitness News at 10 o'clock. But we're continuing the conversation, 021-446-0567. Do stay tuned. Share your thoughts. Expand your views. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. But still dramatic pictures coming throughout on um, on the international 